0: the fan morning show Sportsnet 590 the fan happy home opener to all that celebrate the Toronto Blue Jays open their new look Rogers Center tonight against the Detroit Tigers looking to continue a great win um series win against the Angels on the west coast some guys are hot got Matt Chapman just setting records here and there Alec Manoa with a bounce-back opportunity on the mound tonight in the big spot after kind of a, a tougher start to the season. and The first big spot that he had on the season opener, but nonetheless, gets another chance.
1: He's getting all the spots He's get, to start the season.
0: getting a big spot tonight. And, uh, man, we're excited to go see what the new Rogers Center looks like because it's going to play different, it's going to feel different, and the fans are going to love it. And to talk about that and more is our Insider, brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit DonValleyNorthLexus.com. It's Caleb Joseph, former MLB catcher and current Sportsnet analyst. Caleb, how's it going? It's been a while since we got to chat.
2: Yeah, going well and excited for tonight. Was able to spend quite a bit of time at, the rogers center yesterday and really soak it all in and man it is uh it is something to behold
0: what did you like best i know the list is probably long but we got to go um last week as well and do all the food sampling and the the drink sampling and so we got that part covered but you know you're a former player i'm sure looking at the dimensions was different and the amenities will will certainly be something that they're going to continue to upgrade but your first look around how's it looking
2: Fantastic! Everything that they have done has been first class. It is uh, it is not boring at all. Uh, there are all kinds of different quirks and uh, little niches here and there that, that you can kind of find. We, we've got a new studio for Blue Jays Central, which is really cool. We're pumped about that. Uh, there's so much to like about this. The pictures don't really do it justice. Uh, you've got to come out and check it out as a fan. I think probably the thing I'm most excited about is just the curvature of the wall and how that's going to uh, add some quirks and and different bounces And it's going to add some excitement to the game. I I think the two most exciting things in baseball are the stolen base and the triple. That's, that's just my (laughs) opinion. I love the home run, but I think like the crowd just gets super energized on the triple and the stolen base uh, for some odd reason. And, This new outfield wall is, I believe, going to add some real excitement and possibly some triples with some funky bounces.
0: It's good that you bring up the uh, on-field dimension because obviously we've been super uh, excited about what they've done in the outfield district and the renovations and how that makes the fan experience better. But as a former player yourself, you know the field makes a big difference as well. So who stands to benefit the most from this um, as a player possibly? But in secondary, how hard would it be and how much time does it take to adjust to this if you're like the Blue Jays outfielder, Blue Jays offense, trying to kind of get acclimated to your new look, which is your new home?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. it's uh, something we're going to talk about, I think, tonight on Blue Jays Central as well. And I, I, if I was a, an outfielder, I would be a little bit panicked today. Mm. There, there, is, uh, there are, I'm going to use the analogy, imagine a roller coaster that is kind of turned sideways and that is what the wall looks like if that makes any sense i mean it is just it's wavy and uh, there are some real noticeable quirks there Uh, above like the top of the wall there is some chain link fencing where the the wall is extended and then some padding in between there those create a lot of really odd bounces. probably the most odd, quirky bounces that I've ever seen in the big leagues come right where where those spots are. And there's two spots, both in left field and right field. But if I was a, an outfielder, I would be a little bit panicked because you've only got so many hours to go out there and throw balls against the wall, see how it ricochets. That's what guys will do when they first get to the big leagues. They will go and throw balls against the wall and try to figure out how they ricochet off, how how they bounce, how they carry them off, the, the speed they come off. They'll be uh, talking with the outfielders that they play with and the outfield coach to get all of that type of stuff figured out. But this this will be the first time that these outfielders play in this stadium and the very first time. There's no there's no practice. There's there's gonna be, they they got in at 4 a.m. last night. uh sorry, in the morning, and so they did not have really a practice yesterday. Some guys were there showing up, but it was there was no team practice. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'd be a little bit panicked just because. Uh, I'd like to be prepared, but I, there's going to be a lot of uh, offensive upgrades because of this new wall. And I think guys like uh man, Boba that likes to go to right field. If he can get that ball elevated, that's a really big deal. I think Dalton bar is going to be able to really do some stuff in right center field where it's a little bit shorter. Even Matt Chapman, if he goes to right center, it's uh it's got a little bit of a New York Yankees field to it in terms of how it, the right center feels super close. It's gonna be exciting and I think I think there's gonna be a lot of action.
1: Yeah, there's even bleachers out there to land balls in. Uh so it's gonna be uh friendly for the hitters, uh the new dimensions at Rogers Center, but the straightaway center uh field wall is a little bit lower, and I feel like it might just be the highlight ground for Kevin Kiermeyer. How much does two feet make a difference for elite, elite defenders? You've got to have the opportunity, I guess, which is balls hit in precisely the right spot. But do you expect Kevin Kiermeyer to, at Rogers Center specifically, make a massive, massive difference for the outfield defense for Toronto?
2: I do. I do. And it is that section of the wall is very unique in that you have this very tall wall, and then it just – it it seems like somebody came in and took an eraser and erased the top part of it so that there could be some action there in center field. Hopefully, the Blue Jays pitchers aren't giving up any hard contact to center field, uh, but I think eventually Kiermaier's going to have some opportunities, and man, he can really jump. I've seen him scale the wall at Tampa with my own eyes, and now there's an eight-foot wall in center field uh, in the Rogers Center, and so I think he's going to be able to really do some fun stuff and it's just another element to the game that fans love that type of robbery it's it's that it's it's horrible as a as a hitter when you feel like you've you've hit a ball so well and um, somebody's able to jump up and just snag your back I remember hitting a ball to right field at Yankee Stadium and the big monster number 99 just jumped up and was about five feet into the stands and pulled it back and it was it was as if he had just taken my lunch money and I was just like, You gotta be kidding me, man, like that's <laughs> my best ball right there. I do believe Kier Meyer is going to create a lot of action, not only at that little eight foot wall in center field, jumping over trying to rob home runs, but just in general. And uh this is a this is a true go getter center fielder. We saw a little bit of that uh from Jackie Bradley Junior last year. Kiermaier's of the, same, of the same mold in terms of how he's able to get to balls and how his routes are. He's a little bit more of a hair-on-fire guy, and he will be all over the place, diving, dodging, dipping, ducking. He'll be doing all of it, and he brings a lot of energy to the stadium.
0: Speaking of energy in the stadium, that uh, outfield district allows for some bleachers and some very close quarters between opposing bullpen and fans. And I wonder... Uh, how distracting or how easy it is to to tune out. Let's say you're warming up a pitcher in the bullpen and there's uh, some respectful rowdy fans clinging onto that (laughs) chain link fence, uh, maybe giving you a little bit of a hard time while you're warming up.
2: Yeah, this is going to be fun. I, my last year in the big leagues in uh, 2021, I was in Seattle and at T-Mobile park, the, there's something similar. There's, fans literally right next to the bullpen. It's as if the bullpen is cut out of part of the concourse. And that's what it feels like at Rogers center. Now that the fan experience is brought right to, to eye level. <laughs> and I think it's going to be a huge advantage. I think it's going to be something that the blue Jays faithful can go down there and they can, uh, they can give some of those uh, Yankees their, their, their opinions on how they're pitching that day or, they can go and pump up uh, their Toronto Blue Jays relievers, which, by the way, I think some of the best improvements, not to get off on a mm. real tangent here, but I think some of the best improvements are what people don't see. They, the, the underneath the bullpen, their, their, quote, activation center for these uh, Blue Jay relievers, unbelievable weight. The brand-new weight room is phenomenal. They, they upgraded the cages as well. Uh, there's a family room. There's a barber shop some of the stuff that you're not going to see yeah we'll talk a little bit more about that I guess <laughs> as the season goes on but like there's some really really cool stuff for the players too that uh, that have been huge upgrades but there's nothing like being right next to a guy warming up and being able to hear the seams hissing through the wind as Jordan Romano is is mm-hmm. throwing 97 getting ready to go in and close out a game and you can hear the the snap of the glove, and you're right there, and it's you can you feel like you're taking an at bat against that pitcher because you're so close. And the Jays fans are going to be able to experience that, and it's really really cool. And honestly, as a as a player, it's a really cool part of the game as well because there are times when it does get a little bit annoying and overwhelming, but most of the time you have really good interactions with fans, fans that are just want to cheer you on, and, and you you start to you start to make friends out there. Uh, But it'll be a different feel. It'll be a different feel. And uh, I I enjoyed it when I was in that position in Seattle. And I'm sure the guys here in Toronto are going to feel the same way.
0: I'm sure there's going to be a mad dash to get those bleacher seats out there in the outfield for at least the first month or two of the Blue Jays opening up the Rogers Center. Because it's a pretty cool view. It's very unique. It's something that we haven't had at the Rogers Center. So... Those of you listening, get in line early because there'll be a hot spot to watch the game. Um, as a catcher, we have some, some different adjustments this year as well with the pitch clock and the pitch calm. And I wonder, we'll start with the pitch clock, but just between uh, the changes that's happened this offseason, how difficult it would be for a catcher to make those adjustments. Obviously, we know it's difficult for the pitcher, but sometimes we forget about what the catcher might be going through with that and the pitch calm being additional um, factors this year with the MLB rules.
2: Yeah, there's a lot going on. I talked a little bit about this in the offseason, wondering how it would affect the pace of how a catcher really needed to work. You're trying to think two or three pitches ahead. You're trying to play the next play before it happens. And now you're literally on a clock where you have to – many, many things to manage. And there are times when you you talk about having to really be the quarterback out there – be the leader you've really got to step into that and there's no there's no answers or buts about the fact that it's really changed the way that that position has to operate and what what I've seen is, is you've just got to manage one more thing which is you're already trying to get on 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 page on the same page as the pitcher but you've also got to kind of make sure that he's not going to get a, a, a clock violation I, I know there's Clocks behind the catcher, so the pitcher can see that as well. But we've already seen a couple instances, right, where Kirk, you know, could have called timeout, went out, had made a visit, done something to prevent like a ball. It's just another element added to the position, which is already difficult in terms of how much you have to think about the pitches you want to pitch against certain hitters in certain spots. Um, it's really changed. It's really changed the way that they that they've got to prepare and knowing that you're on that clock and you can't really just sit there and shake and shake and the pitcher step off and then shake and step off. And what we used to be able to do when I played no longer, you, you've got to be on the same page. And so preparing is there's a more premium on preparing and that, you know, you're, you've got kind of one, sh- one shot at it, I guess, so to speak. And we've seen that with Bassett too, as well. So, I, I think with Bassett, the thing is, you, you just got to you got to keep going. A guy that has six or seven pitches, it takes four or five starts to really understand who they are. No matter how many times you catch them in spring, the big leagues is just a totally different thing. And then you add in the the respons- new responsibilities of the catcher. You have this kind of perfect storm. But I think give another two or three more starts, and uh, and and Bassett and. I think it's going to be Danny Jensen catching them, but Bassett and I think Danny, they're going to be they're going to be on the same page. They'll start rolling it, and it'll it'll roll smoothly.
0: It's great that you mentioned Bassett, because I was going to ask you specifically about him with the amount of pitches that he has, and I'm sure you're going to go through this on the broadcast. So you can warm up and talk about that with us here. But, you know, it's a unique case, because not only is he a new pitcher, but he's one with uh, quite the repertoire. Uh, Seemed like he had a little bit of struggles, at least the first outing, trying to get through some of the pitches, and and the two of them were kind of going back and forth. Now, uh, just a trial and error, something that they can work through, or or something that maybe needs to make some actual tangible changes uh, to keep this you know, a productive uh, partnership between the two.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's just trial and error. And you, you go into spring training, and what people don't understand is when when you go to spring training, a lot of guys are, are working on something. They're, they're, they're trying to refine a certain pitch. Bassett might even have been trying to add another pitch. And so a lot of the focus in spring training is on – That element. Maybe it's throwing a certain pitch to a certain zone that they're not normally throwing to. Maybe it's a slider back door to a left-handed hitter trying to nick that corner on the outside part of the plate when normally they're just throwing it back foot trying to bounce it for a strikeout. So most of the time they're working on their stuff and so you don't get these opportunities to really see their full sequences and see how they actually like to operate during the game and so a guy with seven eight nine goodness I think he, he could make up as many pitches as he wants Bassett you don't have an opportunity to really see those sequences during the season until it's time for the season I always found that it took five or six starts with those guys with multiple pitches to figure that out I do think he is going to figure it out and it's just it's just time with him specifically it's just about it's about quality of location in my opinion he's just got to You know, Guys that that aren't going to have the 96, 97, he he has the ability, obviously, look at his career numbers, to get a lot of outs in the big leagues. He's a tough pitcher, and I talked to some of his former catchers, and they they love the guy. They love his attitude. They love the way he competes. They love the way he fights, and that's that's what you need. It's nothing other than, in my opinion, just getting the pitches where they need to be. If that fastball needs to be on the outer half, it's got to stay on the outer half. It can't leak towards the middle that breaking ball is going to have to have a lot of finish to it. And it's going to have to really be off the plate, strike to ball. It's all about location really that I've seen with Bassett. it. And uh, early on, that's all right. We, sometimes we forget these guys go down to Florida as this, as the, the time progresses, it starts to get pretty hot down there. And they start to get really nice and loose. And then I don't know where they have to go to, to St. Louis, you know, where it's 45 degrees. Then they go over to Kansas city where it's, 46 degrees and that's a huge difference so some guys they their bodies tighten up and it's hard to feel that ball uh you you go from basically throwing with a lot of moisture on your hands in florida to to being super dry super dry and it takes a minute it takes a minute to kind of remember how it feels to be kind of tight again and so i'm looking for for kind of this third time around and especially indoors or roger center i'm looking for this rotation to really kind of Stand up and 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 show exactly who they're going to be this year.
1: We're chatting with Sportsnet analyst Caleb Joseph. Uh, Caleb, I wonder about like the process of deciding to call your own games as a pitcher. Are there like checkpoints through the process of that? Like, I, I don't know if I'm suggesting it's like karate or jujitsu, where you're working your way to a <laughs> black belt or something. But like, do you have to earn the right to call your own game as a pitcher?
2: That's a good question. I actually had dinner with. Ben Wagner last night, and we were talking about this, and, man, I wish some pitchers weren't even allowed to do that. Um, we, we could have an hour-long conversation on this. It, a lot of times, pitchers, they, they truly believe that they need, want, or like to do certain things, and they're just not very good at it. And sometimes it takes a, a catcher or it takes a pitching coach or it takes a, somebody in the analytical department. Uh, analytics department to say, Hey, why don't you try doing this? And so a good creative catcher can start to put pitchers in positions that maybe they typically would veer from because maybe it's fear, maybe it's uh, just uncomfortability in that zone. And you get, you you allow them to have some success in, in, in that zone by calling certain pitches that you normally might not, might not call because you're trying to shy away from, certain pitches that you know he's gotten beat on and you have less margin for error in that zone so you can see all this and feel all this because you're not really biased as as a catcher you're just you're just trying to get the best result possible there's a lot more emotion attached from a pitcher standpoint because it is they are in the in the battle one versus one hitter versus pitcher and so some guys have a really good feel for what they want to do. They they really understand themselves. They've been doing it a long time. They they know their sequences, they know their patterns. They they're more pattern oriented. And then some guys are just kind of grab the magic eight ball, shake it up, look and see what the what the little message says and that's what we're going with. And they think it works. So there isn't really some guys do it some guys don't. There's no rhyme or reason. I've had a number of different guys that I thought, man, this guy probably calls his own game, and sure enough, nope. I mean, Gosman's, this, Gosman's that guy. Gosman is he's a potential Cy Young candidate this year. I think he's going to have a big year. He doesn't really call his own game. Now, he has an idea of what he wants, and he'll shake when he when he wants, but for the most part, he tries to go with the catcher and allow that flow to happen. Then there's other guys that as soon as they throw the pitch, they have a pitch in their mind, stuck in their mind, and no matter what, no matter how many times you suggest a different pitch, they're going to shake and get to that pitch. So it's finding, finding that balance because I don't think the catcher knows everything. I think the pitcher has some really good insight. It's finding that 50-50 balance that usually in that gray area, you have a really good game plan.
1: What was the telltale sign for you uh, for a pitcher when you knew that they could, they they were better off calling their own game. Was it like a temperament, just a knowledge of their skill set? What was, what, what was the thing that stood out? It was like, yeah, that, you've got what it takes to, to handle that on your, on your own.
2: Yeah. M- most of the time it, well, when it worked, <laughs> I guess that's Fair. probably the number one thing when it worked. Uh, you can, eat, it's kind of like chess. Uh, I think it's, if you can see the strategy behind it, you can. Totally, I can get behind it. it, it it's your game. Your ERA. You're out there playing. I, I'm just. I had a pitcher one time, Kevin Millwood. He pitched for a long time. Pitched for the Texas Rangers. He finished his career with the Orioles. And it was in spring training. And I was a young kid. It was my very first spring training back in 2008. And he was an old guy. I mean, maybe pushing 40 and i went up to him cuz i knew man this guy's been around 20 something years he's been pitching a long time but i said hey i'm i'm a brand new catcher i i i uh i'd love to get some advice from you if you had anything for me and, he's, and you know he's a country boy from texas that ball all you guys are is catchers or suggestion boxes <laughs> i was like oh wow okay so like yeah all i'm doing is making suggestions back there right so but when you after the game, when you sit back and you talk, or even after the inning, you talk to the to the pitcher, and you you just get their reasoning. You can really understand. Okay, does this guy know what he's talking about, or is he literally magic eight balling, where he's shaking it up and going, you know what, I, I want to throw a changeup because I haven't thrown a changeup in like nine pitches, and it felt good in my hand. Well, man, that's not good enough. Like that 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 isn't gonna work. Like we have we're trying to set a guy up for a certain pitch and then you kind of go backwards by throwing another pitch. And so you, you, you find out very quickly who, who, who you can trust. And that process has to go the other way too. The the pitchers have to, we as catchers have to earn their trust as well in the pitch calling and it's a relationship. I mean, it truly is a relationship. And, and as a catcher, you've got 15, 14, 16, you know, goodness, by the end of the season, you're going to have 20, 25 guys that you're, you're uh you're trying to earn their trust you're you're being their uh, part-time therapist you're their number one encourager you're you're a lot of different things and so figuring out who can who can call their own game that's that's kind of number one uh, in my opinion and then you move from there
1: Okay, last one for you, Caleb. We're 10 games in, uh, so we've seen the early returns, two spins through the rotation. What sticks out to you in terms of your biggest learning that you've seen or picked up from this team, and is there one concern that sticks out through 10 games uh, that you find as uh, particularly applicable?
2: Uh, I'll go concern first. For a team, I I believe that was built to really... Go deep in terms of uh, starting pitching. It, there's it's just been it's been a, a bit of an up and down and up and down and up and down. Yes, two times through the order. Time to panic? Absolutely not. I was kind of hoping that Burrios and and Bassett and even goodness even Manoa. I, I was just kind of hoping that just right out the gate they would go five, six, six, five, maybe even a random seven. Uh, Something like a Gosman, right? That's that's kind of what I was hoping to see because I feel like a lot of this team is built around the starting pitching and going deep. They did address the bullpen a little bit with Eric Swanson, who's been really impressive, uh, but they didn't do a complete overhaul there. And so I think they're going to really have to depend on some innings from the starters and so far. Uh, we haven't seen that length from the starting position. Do I think they can get there? Absolutely. Like, Do they have tons of talent? No question. Um, That's just an early concern, but good thing is it's only 10 games in. It's not 100 games in, and we're having uh, a lot of problems there. I think they can turn it around. I think they will very quickly. What I've been most impressed at, uh, to be honest with you, is just the acquisition of – Varsho, the acquisition of Kiermaier and Chapman's kind of uh, resurgence on offense—he's done this before. He's 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 done this in Oakland, uh, where he has really taken off. You add his bat with his defense; he's an elite player. And of course, I've always found that guys played for some odd reason. It's not that they start working harder. It's not that they do something drastically different. Just start showing up at the field earlier. In contract years, but I've always found that some of these guys, their best years are in years when they're trying to play for next year's contract, and that's why. I had a general manager a while back said he liked to dangle the carrot in front of the player, and uh, it's true. I mean, so I, I'm I'm pumped for Matt uh, personally for him, but also for the Blue Jays because he looks like he's, man, he looks like he's really figured something out, and to have him right in the middle of that lineup just add length add link to the lineup. I think Barshow and Kiermaier, what they're able to do in the outfield is is, is noticeable already. Uh, more than that, on the base pass, that's where I've been probably the most excited. Yes, there's been a couple uh, questionable plays, right? But we have seen Kiermaier, we've seen Varsho, we've seen how contagious that type of base running is. And for a team that I don't really feel like wants to, to depend on the home run a lot you have the ability just the ability to create havoc and create action on the base pass and you're able to make manufacture a run you're able to scratch out an extra add-on run or even cut down the deficit from a five one to five two and now maybe a three run homer ties it up when they're not dependent on the home run consistently and you can do stuff on the base pass you can create some speed some speed you can you can have high bat to ball skills I think that's a good thing. And I think that's what you're seeing. And uh, I, I love those additions and uh, six and four, the first road trip uh, going all the way out to the West coast. It's excellent. You try and play 500 ball on the road and uh six fifty at home, usually pretty good recipe. Six and four is phenomenal, but I'll tell you what, the boys can't wait to get back here to Rogers center and it should be rocking. I am a uh, super pumped to be able to, to be there tonight.
0: Well, we can't wait to get it started as well. Um, I'll come Come by and say hey. Um, we'll be at the at the games. We'll check out that new uh, that new desk for Blue Jay Central, and uh, hopefully we got lots to celebrate on uh, the home opener. Caleb, appreciate you joining us this morning. Have fun um, for the start of uh, the new Rogers Center at home, and we'll get to chat soon.
2: Yeah, you got it. Thanks, appreciate it.
0: That's Caleb Joseph, former MLB catcher, current sportsnet analyst, and our insider. Brought to you by Don Valley North Lexus, where you can expect excellence online and in the showroom. Visit Don Valley Still taking your suggestions for who is going to hit the very first home run at the new Rogers Center. Who's it going to be? I mean, pick a Blue Jay.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with the Blue Jays. It's James, be I a Blue Jay. I mean, I feel like it's got to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr.
0: You know what? You would go with that narrative for sure.
1: I would definitely follow that narrative.
0: Especially because... To christen
1: we, the new building.
0: Ooh, especially because we got a couple people in the text line pointing out that Vladdy traditionally has done quite well off Matt Manning, a small sample size, but... We got a couple of Vladdy picks tonight. Okay, and you know he's got his new burger. Vibes are high.
1: Do we see some semblance of a home run jacket type I novelty item? I was going item?
0: to ask about that in the wake and rank. If you think that tonight they debut a new home run celebration Sorry at for home, cutting your grass? No, no, no. It's a good question. Will they debut something new at home, or do they continue on with just the big celebration of high fives and smiles?
1: We saw a Baltimore beer bong yesterday, which was an interesting move.
0: Can you imagine the folks here that are up in arms about the Blue Jays home run jacket (laughs) being way too fun and not serious? And then you look at the Baltimore Orioles, who have a legitimate beer bong with water. Yeah. That they're we, celebrating we with. I mean, far, that I saw will, water being poured in. If
1: it. they win, if they go to the playoffs, that thing is going from water to something else very, very quickly.
0: <laughs> the fact that people were upset about a home run jacket when there's teams doing what I used to do at Theta Delta Chi on a Friday night at Dartmouth. What's your record? No, I was a professional okay. S- <laughs> athlete, student athlete, never had. Right. Any
1: fun. Yeah, I mean, the home run jacket seems <laughs> it very, looks very harmless funny now. Very harmless now in retrospect because it's a thing that I, I, I don't know, but we didn't talk about the thing that they have the angels, the headdress. It was like a Japanese warrior thing. I think it's thing, a samurai helmet. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's a bit Shohei
0: much. Shohei chose it. It's a bit much. Shohei chose it. He's I'm, allowed I'm, to do whatever I'm, he wants. I'm,
1: I'm on the team that's like, yeah, it's getting a little out of hand. Beer bongs and massive helmets.
0: Oh, you don't like fun. Justin Cusper.
1: Maybe I don't. Getting older, Yeah,
0: <sighs> I noticed. All right. Blue Jays home opener tonight. It's going to be absolutely a time to enjoy and celebrate the new Rogers Center and hopefully see what the Blue Jays got back home here after 10 games on the road. Alec Manoa on the mound. Going to be a lot to set up in the wake and rake. So send in your picks at five ninety five ninety. We also have Leafs and Lightning. We have Matthew Nye's props now that he's a part of this Toronto Maple Leafs. At least a couple more games here before the playoffs. No idea who's starting a net for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's a fun little uh, wrinkle of your day. Maybe you find out more. Maybe it's Owen Sound Attack, (laughs) Netminder.
1: I can't wait to learn about a new goaltender later.
0: (laughs) Three for three in the last three (laughs) games, possibly. And uh, I was wrong. Don't ever get in front of the Tampa Bay Rays because once again, they won. Do we fade them tonight? No, we don't. We're not.
1: We're not. We're not stepping in front of the Tampa Bay Rays ever. Maybe this weekend.
0: But we are hot off a wake and rake win last night. It didn't believe it was going to happen, but the stars aligned last minute, and we did win, so let's make it two in a row. The Wake and Rake on the other side of the break on the Fan Morning Show with Justin and Ailish.
1: The best Blue Jay show out there, period. Blair and Barker. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake up! Now it's time for Wake and Rake. You could be raking in the dough with your kind of accuracy.
0: Show me the money. With Alish and Justin. The Wake and Rake gods tried to rip Canada money line from my cold <laughs> hands, and it they did can not succeed. It never be easy, eh? Like, that no, was... They tried, and they failed, because Canada prevailed. Wow. Big rhyme time this morning. That was well done. Anyway, um, yeah, they tried, and they failed, because Canada is elite and found a way to go against the video board ghosts and the phantom offside rulings and mm-hmm. all of that pizzazz to win in a shootout.
1: I feel like we're on a decent little run here. Like, if we're not... We've had one... I think we had one disaster 0 for 3 last week. That's
0: fine. I'd rather be over for 3 than but like I think, 2 for... think I
1: think 3. we're sniffing around it more often than not. I think we're in a good spot here with the wake and ring.
0: Yes, last night was great. We successfully completed our wake and rake. I think we had like plus, I don't know, 560 odds. So hopefully got a little sprinkle on that. Uh, we've got more to tee up tonight. We've got the Blue Jays home opener. i got some Blue Jays questions for you. I'll be at the game up mm-hmm. in the 500s checking out the outfield district. Varsho jerseys. New player, new face, his third win over some hearts here in Toronto. Yeah, a
1: certain fan favorite, at least a future fan favorite.
0: Over under one and a half of our show jerseys that I see while I'm at the Rogers Center. I I'll have my eyes open.
1: I say it goes over. I feel but like he's done over. enough. I think he's done enough over the last, over the first 10 games of his Blue Jays tenure where that there's a lot of people, what, a couple hundred people who are like, yeah, I'm going to get a jersey for the home opener, right? That's the thought process that, that, that a lot they're of people are going to go with him. And I think enough of them will go him based on what we saw. And, you know, it's a new, I'm going to be new and different with my Varsho jersey.
0: True. And he's he signed not for just one year.
1: I think it, I think several have been sold, of course. And I think you're going to see enough of them to go over that number.
0: Okay. Well, I'll keep you updated. I'll take some pics and I'll make sure it's not the same person twice. It's a lot to ask for for someone that's. you going to just
1: take pictures of strangers?
0: I'll go ask. I'll bring a waiver, ask them to <laughs> yeah. sign it. Will you please sign this so yeah. I can take a photo of the back of your head? Yeah, you sure. should do that. It's the appropriate way to do it. It's courtesy. No problem. I'll print a couple out while we're at the office. Um, will we see a new home run celebration? Certainly a question. can send in your thoughts on that. I don't think we will. No, I don't think we are going to either. I think we'll just see. I think we'll see some home runs, though. I am excited. I am definitely putting five bucks on someone to home run tonight. Just well, five bucks. Who's that person going to be? I am still taking thoughts and suggestions on that in the text line. Uh, we do have someone that is interested, uh, Courier Chris, in a five dollars parlay for Vlad Springer and Chapman to home run. It's aggressive. I mean, stranger things have happened, but that is that is aggressive.
1: There's a there's a book is out on uh, the Tigers starter that Vladdy's had mm-hmm. some success mm-hmm. over Manning. Um, again, it's this all small samples though, right? But like Vladdy to hit a a hard hit ball tonight, Vladdy will be locked in. Vladdy will be wanting to hit that home run. If I had to go to anyone to hit the first,
0: Vladdy, it's Vladdy. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot, Justin. That might be where I go. I will definitely put. Let's do a fam, um, a fan morning show. Five bucks on a home run. Do you What's, do- what's Brandon
1: Belt's number? Do you have that handy? Oh, that my right God. field porch. Maybe he's, he gets one. Maybe he's had those he Reds one. Carlton chicken fingers since he's now in Toronto. Wow. and Wow! Nourished- Listen
0: to this, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. To get a home run plus three fifty. George Springer plus three sixty. Brandon Belt third. Third plus three ninety. Varsho, Bo, Chapman all below Brandon Belt.
1: Okay, well we're not doing. Well, that.
0: Clearly we can't do that. That's I was chasing, just too a, chasing a big number. I honestly on Belt. thought it would be like plus six fifty. Kirk Bo- is plus seven hundred.
1: If Bo and Vlad are in, or sorry, Bo and Chapman are in the four or five range in terms of. They're both in the that, five range. That might be the value.
0: Chapman plus five twenty five and Bo plus five ten. Uh, I. Can't, I'm confused. Get it while you can.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think I'm on Chapman tonight. I'll you, do it just five bucks. I'm going Chapman. Okay. But stay but hot. I,
0: I will say that I've been to a few games at the Rogers Center where Springer has had a lead off home run.
1: That is true. He's got but an act. He for is
0: good at that.
1: And that would bring the house down, wouldn't
0: it? What a way to start the game.
1: <sighs> I think that's where you're leaning. I see it in your eyes. You're excited about the prospects mm-hmm. of George Springer. Lead off home run
0: Kiermaier plus 900 tempting with that short right field porch. He's already won the hearts of a lot of people in Toronto. Can you imagine that?
1: And we expected, Oh yeah. And we expected, <laughs> you know, we expected his best work to be at Rogers center, right? Every time he came in to Rogers center as a Tampa Bay Ray, he was always doing something to help the Rays win. So I think the best is yet to come for one Kevin Kiermaier.
0: Okay, well, lots of excitement. I'm uh, I'm going to definitely put some home run props up there because okay, my, it's fun.
1: Okay, my plan for the Jays game. Yes. I'm going to bet the Chappie because he's hot. I'm going to bet the alt line, maybe a couple alts, Ooh. two, three run victory for the Blue Jays tonight. Okay. And uh, I think our wake and rake will be Blue Jays heavy, so we'll play that as well.
0: So my wake and rake pick. I'm going with Blue Jays on the run line. Uh, they're pretty heavy money line favorites minus two sixty five so let's go. Blue Jays on the run line minus one and a half. It is at minus one twenty two. I'll be locking that in as somebody attending the game. You always love to see the home team win. I was going to touch the over under, but I don't I don't know. so I'm just going to go with the Blue Jays to win by more than one run. I love it and I'm doing it.
1: If you want to do t- over under, maybe Blue Jays team total, what do you say it was five and a half? It was i'd was rather that? I'd rather do that than the full game.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. I, think Mano- I think Manoa is going to settle
1: down here and, and, and have a good outing. His so. uh,
0: pitcher props, his strikeouts are at 6.5, which I thought was quite high.
1: That seems a little aggressive.
0: I Usually it's 5.5, but okay. We're juicing uh, us up here.
1: I'm going to go to the NHL, and I think it's actually a worthy exercise mm-hmm. to just run down these games because we're getting to the area where uh, what you need may be what you get in terms of betting uh, because a lot of these teams have... Ambition and a lot of these teams have nothing to play for it have already booked their flights out of their respective cities. So let's quickly run through the board. Uh, Buffalo and New Jersey play tonight. Both of them. I think both Buffalo played last night. Jersey. Both these teams need to win Buffalo season on the line like they have an outside shot still. So I don't think you can write them off. But Jersey, with Carolina stumbling, all of a sudden has a chance to win the division, get out of that matchup with New York, which I kind of don't want them to. But they still have a lot to play for. So uh, uh, Buffalo still has enough where I'm not jumping all over New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a decent look. This one's interesting. Columbus and Philly.
0: So that's a sentence that's never been said before. This one's interesting. Columbus and Philly. But
1: it, prove it to me. At least not this year. Uh, Columbus, of course, is in that battle for Conor Bedard. However, the Flyers have lost six straight games. And they're trying to improve their draft position. I was going to go Flyers in regulation as my pick (laughs) until I saw that the Flyers had had lost six in a row. Like I just can't pull the trigger on that because they're mailing it in just as much as the Blue Jackets seem to be. And the Blue Jackets did play hard uh, recently against the Leafs and got another victory, which they played it pretty decent that I was watching the other night. So I'm going to avoid that. Carolina hosting Detroit. Both teams played last night. Both teams lost. Carolina needs to win, but they're stumbling. Detroit looks like it's given up on mm-hmm. the season. Then you have the Maple Leafs as dogs in Tampa Bay. Don't know what you're going to get there. We don't know who's going to play <laughs> yeah. uh, Who's going to play in goal for the Maple Leafs. But, you know, plus money on the Maple Leafs is not something you normally get. We talked about that yesterday. And they won and cashed as dogs in Florida. Boston hosting Washington. Does Boston want to keep winning? Are they ever going to load manage? Are they going to go for 64 wins? Probably. Probably. Pittsburgh hosting Chicago. Chicago was game last night, lost to Minnesota, but they're in the Bedard sweepstakes, of course. It's a must-win for the Penguins. They're minus 450. That's crazy. That could be Bunker's dog of the day, just the Blackhawks there, because Pittsburgh 450 mm. is, is wild. Minnesota and the Jets. The Jets basically lock things up. Not quite, but they need at least one point to get through. Minnesota needs to keep winning as well. That's near a pick Oilers and Avalanche what a, a game that's a game what a game
0: 930 right when the Blue Jays are over
1: there you go Both teams need points game. to try and sew up their divisions a three-point game would be lovely for a team for Betters that might have both the Oilers and the Avalanche to win their respective divisions But here's where I'm I'm landing Vegas hosting Seattle Seattle played last night and won they've locked up their postseason spot Vegas still trying to hold off Edmonton and they play at the same time, or 30 minutes after the fact. I think they need to be locked in. They need to win the division uh, to avoid a difficult first-round matchup. I think Vegas is going to be ready to go on home ice. Minus 145 money line to beat Seattle, who might not have the same ambition, at least on Hmm. this night. So I'm going to go with Vegas. A lot of interesting games. Even Vancouver-Anaheim as the nightcap is interesting because Anaheim's in the Bedard sweepstakes. So it's pretty much something meaningful in every game on the NHL board tonight. But I think the thing that's, you know, real versus fake or as close as you can get to one team that needs something and the other does not is Vegas and Seattle. So I'm going to take Vegas.
0: Okay. I'm locking that in. Uh, just regular money line, not regulation. Yeah.
1: yeah okay. I mean, if we wanted to go closer no, to no, minus no, 100, no, no, it's, okay. it's plus 105 in regulation. I will stick to minus
0: 145. No is problem, Justin. You just do what you want. Okay. You got two NBA games as well. Play begin. Uh, Hawks at the Heat and T Wolves at the Lakers. Now, Hawks, dogs, uh, five points, and T Wolves are eight point dogs. Like the Lakers, obviously, you know, you got LeBron. T Wolves have some drama on their team right now. I don't know if you have any feel about how either of these games go, but it's
1: a big spread. But the way, like, the vibe around each team, everyone's so high in the Lakers all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah they, could, they could get out of the West, people think. And the Minnesota Timberwolves are a complete nightmare. <laughs> but I would say the fact that Gobert isn't around, I think, might help them. Mm. Like, because he's just, he's, he's toxic, man. He's radioactive. It seems like this guy just doesn't help any situation in which he's involved in. They could be my and dog of the day. Like, really? I feel like oh, I'm not going there. I'm not going all the way there, but I think they could cover tonight. Like my
0: my maybe my spread dog of the day. Okay, and then you Eight have points is a lot. It's a lot of points.
1: How big big total game though? Two hundred thirty two. Yes. <laughs> That's I think I think the under in Miami Atlanta is interesting. Like I'm not I'm not in tune as in tune with where they're at, but Miami likes to drag it down and slow it to Mm -hmm. a crawl a little bit. Two twenty eight and a half is a lot of points for that playing game.
0: All right, well, lots to look at across the board. Don't forget that the Tampa Bay Rays are now ten and zero. How about uh, a big upset for the Boston Red Sox tonight? I said it yesterday. There's no way this team could win 10 in a row. Well, they did. How about there's no way they can win 11 in a row? We
1: need to get you away from the Tampa Bay race.
0: Bet the Red Sox plus 155 oh, on man. the money line. Come on. We got to start willing do, it to happen. We're going to see the raise money. in three days.
1: It'll happen when you're not profiting off it.
0: I didn't bet it yesterday. I just said it.
1: Oh, I thought you uh, no. walked it and talked it.
0: I didn't. I just said, hey. If you feel like it, go for it. Uh, you got women's world championships, Germany and Hungary, France and Sweden. Team France, big dogs. That's not gonna happen. And the, the, <laughs> the,
1: fading the rays and Team France <laughs> of the women's worlds are your two like weaknesses, right? I now.
0: haven't bet them. I'm just providing information. Switzerland uh plus money. You know what? We do have a pick in the pick line saying Switzerland dogs against the Czech Republic tonight at 7 p.m. So I'm just saying. There's some value there. Um, all right, so let me lock yeah, in we our, go two through picks. our anchors here. Quick. All right, Blue Jays on the run line, Gold Knights on the money line. Now, let's go through some picks. Good morning, everyone. My anchor is I love bunting over two and a half shots. He's hit this number five out of five and eight out of ten. It's a plus number with the focus on the core four. He will get his shots.
1: Interesting. If he's playing in there, that's you always have an opportunity to get some shots. Uh, good morning, Corey from Port Hope. Wake and rake tonight. Vladdy over one and a half total oh, bases. Yeah. Very small sample size. But two for three off Matt Manning. Hopefully the bats are rolling for the home opener.
0: Okay, we're getting lots of uh, Vladi love. Eric from Burlington. Good morning, Vladi over bases in the lock. Of course, I'll be there to see my bet hidden person and welcome my boys home. See you there, Eric. Uh, Will
1: from Niagara. Chapman over a half RBI. Not sure what your book says, but I see some real plus money. Plus 245.
0: Okay. Good okay. morning, Ailish and Justin. Awaken rake pick. Swiss money line. Jeff from Oakville. Big dogs.
1: All right. Good morning. Happy opening day for anchor. Go Chapman over bases over one and a half plus one twenty five. That's Ron. Jules will take the Jays to win by one and a half runs with yes, the Jules. run line minus one thirty. Uh, so a little same game from the Ron and Juliana cohort today.
0: Well, oh, I'm on the same team as Jules, so you know it's a good good pick. Avery Mississauga. I'm feeling like a homer. I like Jays on the run line as well over the lowly Detroit. That being said, Manoa is Manoa and Manning did well against the Astros, so maybe I'll pull towards under eight and a half.
1: I know you won't be betting the under no. today if you're heading down to the ballpark, <laughs> which you are. Uh, Jays run line, another uh, example of support for that. Duke from the Hammer likes the Jays on the run line.
0: And final one here is Courier, Chris, and Vaughn. Uh, can't wait to see the new improved Rogers center. Same. Going with a Manoa over strikeouts. <sighs> and then his five bucks was Vlad Spring and Chapman all to home run tonight.
1: That would be a celebration if that one hits. Uh, is it Vladdy over bases based on pure... Support.
0: Well, since I've taken the run line from the support line of the text line, I think Vladdy over bases seems like a lock. But how do you go against the AL Player of the Week? You know,
1: in Matt Chapman. Mm-hmm. The total bases one and a half. Just one more double, we'll get that done. Um, I'll let you choose. Now let's go consensus. Let's go Vladdy.
0: There was some Chapman consensus, was there not?
1: I believe there just one. For so
0: Chapman. you want Vladdy over He's, bases? There's Chapman
1: wasn't? RBI and Chapman bases. There's two total bases for Vladdy.
0: Okay, total bases, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. over one and a half. Let's lock it in. It's not a spicy parlay today. That's okay. It's plus three ninety three.
1: If you want to spice it up, you can go Vegas regular. That's
0: okay. Sometimes a win is just a win. Blue Jays on the run line. Vladdy over bases at one and a half, and Vegas to beat the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Plus three ninety three today for your wake and rake.
1: Okay, I asked you a little bit in the opening block, and we got to be quick here. But of your plan tonight? Uh, are you headed down to a specific bar at Rogers Center? Are you getting a specific food item? What mm-hmm. is the plan for you at the home opener today? Ailish for four.
0: Oh my God, the pressure is on. There's way too many places to check out. But my the two things I must do tonight: check out that Corona rooftop because I'm going to be in the five hundreds anyway, and it's right there. I probably. Be- Be pretty close to it, actually. So check that out. And I'm going to try to make a run, a swipe through to see what the outfield Rogers Landing slash uh, catch bar situation with the bleachers and the open seating. I want to see the the way that people are reserving spots. I want to see if they're policing it. I just kind of want to get a little taste for that bullpen, the opposing team bullpen being eyeline with some of the fans. I'm hoping to do both of those things. But nonetheless, getting there early because it's going to be Absolute Zoo at the Rogers Centre to start the new look, the homestand that we've all been waiting for. So make sure you get down there early. We'll also be doing fan drive time from the Rogers Centre. That's 5 to 7 with Ennis and Murphy. We'll have our final... Day, our final episode of Tim and Friends as well.
1: Also live from the ballpark.
0: Lots going on tonight. Make sure you get there early. There's on-field celebrations. There's awards being handed out. There's Everything lots is happening. going on tonight. I hope to see you there. Enjoy it. The um, New Look Rogers Centre debuts tonight. We'll be back to break it all down tomorrow morning.